This is the Mainly Plants Podcast. My name is Ryan Furman, and I am a certified plant-based nutritionist and personal trainer. The website is mainlyplants.com. Uh, social media, at Mainly Plants, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, for all of your Amazon shopping needs, please head over to mainlyplants.com slash Amazon. It uh, helps me out so I can help you out. Or you can click on the link at the bottom of the homepage at mainlyplants.com. If you need to get a hold of me, you can contact me through the website or through social media or ryan at mainlyplants.com. So this week, we have a very special guest who you've heard once before, if you've heard, if you've listened to the back issues of the podcast. Um, Travis Ratz is here, and he is, well, other than my best friend, he is uh, the host, co-host, one of the hosts of the Comic Exposure podcast. So if you're into all things nerd, uh, head over and listen to that. Uh, welcome, welcome back. Thank you, thank you for having me. I am not a certified plant nutritionist, uh, plant nutritionist. but I know a lot about Batman. Are you a plant nutritionist or a plant-based nutritionist? Plant-based nutritionist. Okay. You know a lot. About, you do know a lot about Batman. Yeah. What? Uh, before we get into it, what superhero or supervillain or comic book character would you say uh, is the most health-conscious or vegan, even or plant-based? Well, ironically, I think it might be Batman. And I'm waiting for the day when some comic book writer is going to get on this, you know, the plant-based the vegan-based diets, and all of a sudden I'm going to turn the page in a Batman book, and it's going to be like Bruce Wayne eating, eating vegetables, and he's going to say something like, I don't eat meat, meat's murder. So you think, you hold true that you think it Batman would be, it currently is the yeah. most... Well, I, I've never seen Batman eat a steak. I never see him chow down on a burger. That doesn't mean he hasn't done it, I'm just saying I've never read it. Huh. I would think more that Superman would be, uh, because he's kind of like a, you know... He's like a human plant because he absorbs like photosynthesis. Exactly, and he uses it as power. Ooh, that's a good one. That is true. That is true. Yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe he's But you know what? I don't like I don't like Superman as uh, a vegan and here's why. I think it does less for the vegan movement why? because Superman is an alien, he has superpowers. Batman is a normal is a normal man like just like you and me. So he's not so super then. And maybe it's his diet. That makes him super. Or maybe it's the billions of dollars that he has. I think it's a combination of both. I mean, you can't fight crime without those gadgets. Ooh, what about Poison Ivy? She, She's very plant-based. Wouldn't you think that she wouldn't eat plants then? Because that would be like eating like her kin. Wouldn't she mm. only eat meat? These are all good questions. Yes, these are all questions that we'll answer on the I'm comic exposure podcast. I'm not going to tell you how to do your job. Comic exposure I'm not going to tell you how to do your job, but this might be something you want to bring up <laughs> on the podcast. Four-part series coming up. So so the reason I, we have you on today, or I have you on, we, in the, uh, the royal we, mm-hmm. um, is because uh, for those who don't know, Travis lives in Japan. He teaches for Department of Defense on a base, teaches high school. That's high correct. Is it, do you teach middle school also? Uh, I teach middle school and high school on a military base just about 20 miles uh, west of Hiroshima, Japan. And Travis, for the last how many years, you've gotten more into fitness and nutrition. Yeah, I would say at first I got more into fitness uh, than nutrition, and that was probably about six or seven years ago because you were like, I remember we used to live together, and you'd go to the gym every day like, why don't you come to the gym? I'm like, nah, not for me. Right. It's, and honestly, to be truthful, it was a lot of just my own personal like embarrassment. I'm like, well, I don't know how to like, 
act at the gym. I don't, I'm not sure if I feel comfortable in this environment. Right. And like, you don't know how to use the machines. You, you, yeah, you really kind of do have to have someone kind of show you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so what I did was, as you know, I bought the perfect push-ups for home. Right. And, all, and that you can only go so far with that. And you get comfortable doing that. You're like, okay, I'm ready for a gym membership. So I got the gym membership. Still felt like I was a fish out of water. So for like the first month, I came to you for advice and I'd get as much as I can. I think you even wrote me up like a workout. I think I went with you a couple times also. Yep. And then I finally just uh, put out the money. I think it was like 600 bucks for like 10 sessions. I don't even remember what. Oh, you got personal training sessions. And I got personal training sessions. And that is where the fitness really kicked in. Mm -hmm. And then once I started getting fit, like physically fit and lifting, um, you know, I noticed like my energy levels were all out of control because I was still kind of eating what I wanted mm-hmm. um, and wasn't necessarily feeling like as healthy as I should for as much as I was going to the and gym. And we should, we, should, we should make it known that you are not 100% plant-based and you're not vegan. However, you, you do, I mean, I don't see you eat a whole lot of animal product. No, my whole thing is if, um, if I am cooking or especially if I'm going out, if there is a plant-based option that isn't like, you know, the salad at McDonald's or the, the equivalent right, right, right. of that, then uh, I go for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, you know, I, if I go to like a place that's famous for its cheese steaks, like we're going, you know, it's like Kentucky's number one barbecue restaurant. I'm I like, I'm going to have some barbecue. Right. So, so you're like a, a, a flexible vegan, flexible yes. plant-based. I would say throughout our conversations over the last like four years, uh, as you become more of an expert in plant-based nutrition. And, uh, I would say what I've taken away from it is it's not necessarily for me about, um, not eating meat it's about eating more vegetables mm-hmm. and what comes with that is i eat the more vegetables and then i just eat less meat because i'm i'm full on the vegetables sure. you know you fill your plate up with more vegetables and leafy greens a salad before every meal and you find like that 12 ounce steak they used to eat you're just like no maybe just like a little you know animal protein here and there right. but I, I again i i think um i'm not opposed to going full vegan someday um, it's just one of those things that you know you got to commit to. Sure, it, it does. It does take a lot of commitment at first. So, I mean, when you you can feel a noticeable difference from when you if you like splurge and have that cheesecake over eating. Like I remember we had dinner here a couple nights ago, and you're like, oh, it's nice to be full and not be like not feel like a fat piece of shit. Yeah, you feel. Yeah, you don't go into like this like a a food coma. Right. Um, and then you don't like regret it on the toilet later that's one of the things i noticed the most regretting the toilet yeah as i'm sure I'm, well i mean as i'm sure we're going to talk about on this podcast about you know eating in japan mm-hmm. uh one of the things coming back here and just packing in vegetables especially leaving with you leaving right, with you're you. back for the summer we yeah should back for the summer right. um is i didn't immediately go out and just grab like you know, greasy food American and cheeseburgers food. and stuff like that. I, I was like, oh, let me get some, you know, vegetables. And, you know, we had some great uh, vegan fajitas the other night. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I've noticed most about packing more vegetables in just in this two-week period is my digestion. Mm-hmm. Just like how much cleaner and lighter I feel, like right. in my colon. <laughs> well, that's something we should, I mean, I always say it's because 100% of your fiber comes from plants. There's no fiber in animal products. So the... The more plants and the more whole 
food plants that you eat, the uh, the more streamlined your bowels are going to be. Mm -hmm. Well, even uh, we've been working out pretty hard too, and even the protein I got now is I haven't done the vegan protein before, and I'm liking it. Yeah, you know, I'm really liking it. Yeah. Yeah, and you don't get the protein shits from it either. You don't, or the protein farts, right? Which can clear a room. Yeah, I've I've been there with you before. So you mentioned that. Let's dive right into it. So you you're in semi rural Japan. First, oh, and there's no semi about it. It's rural. rural, rural. Is 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 there a? Do you see a big influx of the American diet making its way to rural Japan? Because I know it's made it to like South Korea Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and China. And people are getting more obese there because of they're adopting the the Western diet, which mm-hmm. is like a lot of you know, cheeseburgers and f- fatty foods, um, high cl- high calorie foods. Is rural Japan getting that also? No. Okay. Um, so I should say that you know I, I as a child um, from like ages of like eight to eighteen, I I grew up in Japan, and then I came back here for I don't know fifteen years or so mm-hmm. before going back. Um, and I was worried stepping off the plane because when I lived in Japan last time, I was in the Tokyo area. So there was definitely an influx of KFCs and McDonald's. And before I was leaving, you were even getting a lot of the bigger chains like Outback and like your TGI Fridays were starting to make their way there. Uh, cause all the Americans would flock to it there, you know, mm-hmm. when they started coming. And so I was kind of worried after being gone for 15 years that I was going to step off the plane and I was going to see the ramifications of that kind of corporate fast food, right. you know, hitting Japan. Uh, the Japanese diet has definitely changed the body types of Japanese, the, the Western influence. Even where you are? Uh, it's not as much, but you can see it in Japan is they're, they're getting taller more than wider. Mm-hmm. But the, the thing that you notice when you get off Japan, uh, it's strange, it's a strange place. But one of the things that makes it strange is you just don't see obese people. Mm-hmm. If you see obese people, they are not Japanese. Right. Um, it's just... It's just something about their culture. It has a lot to do with their proportions. Um, right. And, and the, I, the fact that they eat a lot of, I mean, I always say it, you know, the, the way that I model my cooking after, or, or when I tell new clients who don't want to go 100% plant-based, the way that I model their, their food after is the Asian um, proportion. Yes. It's like, it's a lot of vegetables and a little bit of meat cut up. Mm-hmm. Rather than like we do it, we have a huge hunk of meat and a little bit of vegetables. Mm-hmm. So it's, they do the exact opposite of what we do. Right. And they're healthier for it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so when you go to a place like Hiroshima, which is the biggest city closest to you, right? Mm-hmm. Is it is it prevalent there? Do you see more fast food and shit? No, it... you definitely see more fast food. You even see it in the small place I am. There's a uh, McDonald's. We have a McDonald's oh, there. We have a KFC. Wow. I live next to a KFC. Uh, they have their own. That's right. I got. I, I skyped with yeah, you. Yeah, I saw, one time. I saw KFC, my shame. Yeah. My shame. Um, and then there is, um, you know, their own Japanese kind of fast food places. Mm-hmm. There's one called uh, uh, Lottery, and there's one called Moss Burger, and they have those things there. Which it, is are, they, are those fast food places modeled after our fast food? Or yes, is they it, are. Is it like fast Chinese food? No, it's like fat, it's like fast burgers okay. and fries and stuff gotcha. like that. But even their burgers and fries, uh, like if you go to McDonald's in Japan. It's much, the portions are much smaller. Like a Big mm-hmm. Mac is maybe like half the size. Mac. Yeah, yeah. And their fries are very like, like, like a large fry is like a right. small fry here. So even I'd, then they're concerned with. I'd be interested to know if they have different, um, like if the McDonald's there, if the American fast food chains there have different standards in terms of what, they're, what they put into their products there. Like, you know, the, 
excuse me, the McDonald's burger in the United States is mostly not meat. It's mostly filler and other garbage. Yeah. But I wonder if, it, if over there, it's, they make it differently. It'd be interesting to find out. It might be. They, they definitely make it more precise. Like, the burger fits... Like, What's well, the Asian you know, culture? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ironically, side note, McDonald's always has beautiful-looking girls behind the counter. Really? Every McDonald's in Japan always That is has, opposite yeah, from here. exactly. And they're all very thin. Everyone working at McDonald's is very thin, very put together. They wear, like, shirts and ties. You know, I was watching, um, I was watching a Vice News uh, story. Um, and Vice News has a lot of good health and nutrition stories, which kind of shocks me. Mm-hmm. Because they're very political, but in I believe it was I want to say Abu Dhabi or Dubai, um, American fast food has just made its way over there, and okay. it is and people can't drink there. You're not allowed to drink alcohol mm-hmm. there. Um, but so so what people what kids do and people like in their you know mid twenties and thirties the clubbing age where people would usually go like in the states they'd usually go to a club and drink a lot of booze they will. Uh, hop from restaurant to restaurant and eat fast food. All, yeah. on fast food. Right. And there is this epidemic of uh, type 2 diabetes making its way there and of heart disease and of gout. Um, all what, what we call diseases of affluence because mm-hmm. all these people are just gorging themselves on fast food. Sodom and Gomorrah. Right. Um, now, uh, let me ask you this. So, I don't know. Is The Muslims, they don't drink... Um, Alcohol because they think it's a, it pollutes their body. I I'm not sure because it's a good question. I would say that maybe those gorging yourself on fast food, I would say, would probably be more detrimental to your health and also your religious fervor than going out and having a few cocktails. You know. Yeah, it's called. Um, from what I can see here, I just looked it up real quick. It's called haram, which is forbidden. They don't eat foods with ethanol. And they don't wear perfumes. So it hmm. says it's, it's forbidden for whatever reason. I wish I could find... Okay. Um, they don't, uh, I guess it, because it, 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 um, it dulls their senses. Okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. You need to be complete control and focus. Sound, sound mind. Got it. Um, which you can make a case for that eating, you know, eating sugars, eating fried foods does kill brain cells, it can make you depressed, um, it can make you not have sound mind. So, it's like, where's the, where's the... I never feel more loopy than after, like, I've just gorged myself on a greasy meal, or I'm just like... Or like... I feel more shame, too. Or something, more shame. something super shame, sugary. Shame, 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 You know? Yeah, well, sugar shame, I Yeah, exactly. It. Yeah. And you slip into a sugar coma. That's right. Do you have uh, those shirts coming out soon, the sugar, sugar shame shirts? I should. That's a. I'm writing a note down. <laughs> Sugar shame. And have the, the lady from Game of Thrones like like doing her bell. <laughs> now see. Now you're talking with a little donut instead or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, so back to Japan. So so because you were eating very healthy before you left. Yes. I was eating so clean. so how how do you do it over there? Because it's different over there. It is. It is. So um uh where I live um in Japan we have. I live off the base, so I live right in the economy. I, I live in a Japanese house. I live right next to a Japanese supermarket. Um, I can go onto the base, and there's like a little. It's called a commissary. It's like a little grocery right. store. It gets very limited items, uh, and all the produce, of course, is shipped in from the state. So, on base, you know, like they might have kale for like two weeks, then you might not see it again for like three months. Okay. Um, and the, sometimes the fruits and vegetables they get, they're not fresh because they've been sitting yeah and our base is the last they go through all the bases first and our base is the last one to get it yeah so i do almost all my entire shopping off base 
okay. uh, at the market next to my place. And what's that? Describe the market for me, if you will. Uh, is, it, is it like a like a Sprouts or a Safeway? It, it's very much like a, like a Safeway. Um, okay. You know, there is much there is a much larger section of pre prepared pre prepared meals. Uh-huh. Uh, a lot of Japanese uh, do what the Europeans do, where they are only buying what they're going to cook and eat that day. Okay. Uh, and oftentimes, like what I'll do is I'll go to the store and I'll buy because I live, you know, ten steps from the supermarket. I don't keep really much anything in my refrigerator anymore. I I just use the supermarket as my pantry. So I'll go in there, I'll buy dinner that night, and then I'll pick up what I'm going to eat for lunch that next so day. So you do it every day. Every day. Does that get tedious? No, I mean, if I had to get in the car and drive, you know, maybe it would. But it's, um, it's literally some people walk farther to their you know, check the mail mm-hmm. than I do to the market. And, you know, then the people know you there and the lines aren't very long. You know, it's very, it's very efficient. Like they move through the lines really quickly. And I'm also able to better judge. Like it is, you have to be careful though, because by the time I get back from work, you do like, you're really hungry, right? right. And you get back from working you out. eat some shit. And then you go into a supermarket and there is, you have to be careful not to like shop when you're hungry. They right, say you don't right. do that. Uh, I do that all the time, but I've done it enough where I can kind you of, know. yeah, exactly. Okay. Where so, I buy too much and stuff like that and then eat it. So you, so you, and you said you go after work. Mm-hmm. So you buy for that night and you buy for the next day until you're done with work. So exactly. breakfast and lunch. Yeah. So what, what would you, what do you typically buy? Um, is it just whatever's in season? It is, it is a very, it's very much more seasonal there uh-huh. uh, than it is here. Yeah. Um, there are things, especially with their fruits and vegetables. Is it local, uh, like local produce? A lot of it is. Okay. So one of the things that I think I don't know if I don't know how much of you've had of this. It is the um, um, it's not orchid. It's um, orchid. Why can't I think of the? What does it look like? Um, kohlrabi. Kohlrabi. No, they. It's like they. It's it's uh, a plant. Actually, Iwakuni's famous for growing them. It's that's the whole farming area. It's not an orchid, but it's a root. Um, Daikon. No, I'll, I'll get it. Radish. I'll, no, 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 no. Turnip. It's it's that's it, not orchid, but um, well, yeah, orchid's a flower. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm thinking of something else. Anyways, I'll I'll get it. I'll it's get a root. It. It's a root. Um, shoot, this is gonna this is gonna bug me. Lotus root. Yeah, we, lotus just, we just had a pause. Lotus, so. lotus root. <laughs> I think about lotus, lotus root. Okay. So uh, Iwakuni has all the like a lot of rural places in America have like cornfields or wheat fields. Oh, whatever lotus root. It's got like a bunch of holes in it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You. It see looks it. like what they what they sell you at the border coming back from Mexico. Yeah. Those little like like the, fried, the fried ones. Yeah. 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 So um, Iwakuni is filled with lotus fields. So we live right by the bay, and it's all these lotus fields, and they put lotus root in just about everything. Hmm. And it's a really interesting root because. It absorbs, it doesn't really have a flavor on its own, mm-hmm. but it absorbs pretty much anything you put into okay. it, any kind of seasoning and stuff like that. So you'll see this in a lot of meals, especially where I'm living at because it is locally grown there. So you buy, well, you buy the, the, the actual raw root. Yep. And then okay. you, you can cut can you it up and you can put it in things. And I like to put it in like stir fries and things like that and it'll absorb it up. Can you and, eat it raw? So can you eat it raw or do you usually cook it? Uh, I've tried it raw, but it doesn't really taste like anything. It's kind of like turnipy, but even less flavor than a. Turnip is it like really. tough, or can you? It's like a like a root, like more like a, I'd say turnip is is probably the closest. Is okay. turnip a root? Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I just eat the vegetables. You can you can it says, uh, oh you can you can also eat lotus seeds. 
Hmm. I don't think I've ever eaten the You can lotus either seeds. raw or dried or popped like popcorn. Oh, I've never done the pop like popcorn thing. So that that's really big there. That's really neat. One of my favorite fruits is they have these giant grapes. Uh-huh. Uh, and they're like so sweet. And like you literally take the grape, you push it right out of the skin, and then you can eat the skin. Oh, it's delicious. But again, so, it's all in season. Okay, so you shop whatever looks good that day. Mm-hmm. And then what do you usually make yourself for dinner? Uh, I usually have like rice once a day, uh-huh. if not you know, at least every other day. And I usually put different things on top of the rice. Okay. Sometimes it's just vegetables, so like, like you shredded cook, carrots cook and stuff pretty like pretty Asian that. then. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, but I also cook pretty bachelor. It's like whatever is convenient. Uh, and I know it's a plant podcast, but like I'll do like, you can get like a, a chunk of ahi tuna yeah. for like $2.50. Right. Straight out of the, you know. So it's interesting. So so you, what time do you usually wake up in the morning? Because I'm 5.30. So what I want to get to, or what I'm getting at is is you making yourself go to the store despite your exhaustion. So you wake up at 5.30, mm-hmm. and you get to school at what time? Uh, six. Okay, and then you teach all day mm-hmm. until what time? And um, if you're not doing drama. If I'm not doing drama, my official work day ends at 3.30. Okay, and then if you are doing drama? Uh, I'm out of there at like 5.30. And then you still have to, so do you, do you go to the store on your way home, or do you go home first? Uh, so I usually uh, swing by the gym, which is on the base, and then I okay. live, I live four minute drive from uh-huh. my work. So uh, I part, you know, I go to my house, then before I take off my shoes, uh, go to the store. then I go to the store. So you go to the store after you've already gone to the gym. Yeah. So you're doubly tired. Yeah. So there really, there's really no excuse for anyone listening to not be able to grocery shop and eat clean if they wanted to. Yeah, and that's a good point because there are like times um, where, here's the, I think the rub for a lot of people is they get to that point when they're coming back from work, you know, they worked like a 10, 12 hour day. Right. And it's the way that we set it up in America with drive throughs is it's easier like, I just want to have my, I just want to get out of my car and eat my food. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to go put my stuff down and then get back in the car right. and get to the market and then get back in the car and get back in, you know. Right. And I think, you know, we've set it up here in America where it's, we have all these flashing signs that are like, are you on your way home? Right. Why don't Stop you just pick here. this up? And it becomes one of those things, a slippery slope. But it's just thing. like anything else. I mean, when you first got over there, it probably wasn't the easiest thing in the world to go do your work day, go to the gym, and then have to go to the market afterwards. You got to right. get used to it. And especially when you've you've gone to the same market all the time and you've eaten just all the kind of meals that you like to eat there. Right. And nothing sounds good, and you have to go and think and go through the uh, right. Yeah. So it, what it comes down to is routine and getting yourself into that routine. Exactly. So it's not easy at first, but once you start doing it, it becomes part of your day. Sure, even the same with the working out. You know, I wasn't used to working this much teaching, doing mm-hmm. the extracurriculars after school, and that was my gym time. And so finding time to go to the gym after all that and, and, and you know, having a life after that was tough at first. And I haven't mastered yet. I don't think I'm working out as much as I was when I had a lighter schedule. Mm-hmm. But I make it a point to get in there at least three or four days a week. So let me ask you this, and you might not know the answer. Do you, is your, are your shopping habits, the, you go to the store every day after school, is that typical for people where you live, whether it be Americans or other Asians living there? Um, Americans, the Americans there tend to do what Americans go do here. They go to the commissary, a.k.a. the grocery store, okay. once a week, especially if they have kids. They have their grocery list and they buy the food for the week. Mm-hmm. You know, they buy in bulk. So you do like it that. more there is even a, There's even a Costco in Hiroshima. Really? Yep. 
And so a lot of Americans will do, they'll like carpool and go do a Costco run uh-huh. and buy a bunch of stuff and then, you know, cook it up for the week. There's nothing wrong with that, but I find that sometimes you waste a lot. I personally waste a lot of food doing right. that. Um, and you don't and get as, many, as much fresh produce. Exactly. Right. Yeah, so you're so, getting a lot of bot stuff. You're so getting, do the natives there and, you know, the Japanese there, do they shop kind of how you daily, do it? Daily. Okay, so you, you see them, you have their market bags and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. You see, I'll tell you one thing. You see 80-year-old women riding bicycles. Uh-huh. You see them hauling big bags of stuff on their backs. My mom went to visit me there in uh, November, and she is 71 now. And, you know, she's seeing uh, women who are, you know, 20 years older than her riding bicycles. Being more active, right. And it's so amazing to her. It's actually kind of inspiring to her, I think, you know, when she sees these very kind of shrunken old women, Mm -hmm. you know, doing, just being out there and active and stuff like that, as opposed to here, we're like, oh, you're old, we'll bring food to you. Right. You know, stuff like that, as opposed to being like, this is is a reason to get up and go out and... Well, that, they've they've probably been eating healthier their entire lives oh yeah so they don't have the chronic disease and disorder that we have in the united states and walking everywhere as well so they might be older in years but they're younger in terms of their body function right so so let me ask you this based on the different shopping styles between americans and the japanese there are americans there by and large overweight like they are here is it can you see a noticeable noticeable difference in body type between the japanese and the americans yes yes absolutely and so i live on a military base so right all the Marines, it's a Marine base, and all the Marines, of course, are fit. Right. They're typically fit. Um, but like the other teachers? The other teachers, very obese. We've, I've actually had this conversation with uh, one of my teacher friends. We were talking about um, the teachers and how unfit they are. In fact, our, our new PE teacher who just came to the United States this year, he started with me this year, he's super fit. Mm-hmm. Really fit guy, re- eats really clean. He eats meat, but he eats really clean right. and watches the way he eats. He's really into fitness, really good PE coach, and he's trying to start like a teacher program where he can get these teachers fit because right. that's how obvious it is when you come in here. Wow. And we've also had, we just 22 teachers on the staff. Three of them are battling cancer now. Mm-hmm. Um, are they overweight? Uh, one of them isn't, two of them are. Uh-huh. Um, we have other um, teachers who are battling heart disease and diabetes type 2 diabetes um you could see them at the end of the day other teachers that are older but they are just they they've been put through the ringer because it's interesting that you can because you because where you are i mean it's interesting because in the united states there are you know health conscious people and there are your average joe and they kind of they intermingle and and you don't know who's who really that's interesting there because you have a base separated from you know the the native people and you can see the differences side by side more clearly yeah than you can here you really see it when you get on a train uh-huh. with other americans and then they're surrounded by japanese they just stand out right and it, it's funny to see the japanese faces when they get on a train like i've, I've gone to places with other america like a group of six or eight americans mm-hmm. and a lot of them are very large whether it be tall or obese right um and they the the train doors are open up 
and the Japanese are kind of like in their own world, but then they look up and they see the Americans, sometimes they'll go to a different train car. Wow. And I don't think it's because like we're loud or anything like that. I think it's just because we take up a lot of room. Right. We take up a lot of room. You yeah. Know? I mean, that's, that's how I feel when I go to a restaurant like True Food, where it's, you know, local, organic, whole foods. Mm-hmm. And you walk in and it's rare if you see somebody who's overweight. Right. You know, and then you walk back outside the restaurant into the real world and you see every you know, one out of 10 people is in shape. Right, right, yeah, yeah. That's how it is over there, it sounds like. I, I was telling you this about it. I was in Vegas last weekend, and, you know, Vegas, everything is big. Like, they serve all those things, but right. nothing was bigger than I went to, before we left, we went to get breakfast. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited about breakfast, because that's one of the things they don't really do in Japan. They don't do, like, American breakfast. Would you foods. say that's your favorite meal? No. Okay. Ooh. But it's, it's... You just it's, missed it. Now it's become the most... It's a delicacy for yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. The most elusive and Which and is exotic. ironic because you don't eat breakfast here right either. Now. Yeah, exactly. It's the most elusive and erotic, exotic of all the meals. Okay. Um, and we went to this place called Hash House, which I think is a chain. Maybe some people yeah. have heard of yeah, it. Yeah, you okay, you're telling me about this. Right. And I walked in and, you know, I hadn't eaten since 7 o'clock the night, previous night. Uh-huh. And it's like 9 o'clock in the morning and I went out and did a little drinking and stuff like that. And I'm not, I'm hung, I know I need to get food in my body, but I'm also going to do a four-hour drive. Mm-hmm. And so the last thing I want is like, a, I would have loved to have had like an egg white omelet or something like that right. there. But then I get the menu and I start seeing the dishes come by me and everything are like these giant plates of an omelet that's like nine eggs. Right. And a pancake that's the size of a pizza pie. Right. And I'm like, I want a little bit of white egg with right. some vegetables. And I want to, because I got to drive and I don't want to be mm-hmm. sleepy. And so I just had to go to the side dishes and say, you know, like, can I have some granola? And those are like How normal big is size. Granola? And the granola is like a giant, yeah. it's like a bag of granola. Yeah, I was taken there uh, last, I was taken there January of 2016. And I walked, I could not believe the portions there. Oh, it's I got a vegetable skillet without any eggs or anything. Mm. And it was still like too much. Oh my God. It's, it's, and it just speaks to the gluttony of the American diet. Yeah. Um, but I want to bring it back to something that you were talking about before, um, how you see elderly people who are in better shape. Mm. And that's something that I talk about a lot on the podcast is in America, we just die slower. In places like Asia, you actually live longer. Mm. And Americans are living longer. We have more years of life, but more of those years are spent being sick. And it, in my opinion, directly comes from <clears throat> what we've done to our bodies our entire life, mm-hmm. um, specifically with diet, because that's what we're talking about now. And in Asia, they might be older, but they actually enjoy their their waning years. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I talk about a lot is making the, the conscious decision to eat now for your future. So if you're eating healthy now and you're taking care of your body now, you know, when you are a grandfather or a grandmother you'll be actually be able to play with your grandkids rather than sitting on the couch with an oxygen tank in a wheelchair um, because you've destroyed your body now. Interesting. You know, does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, yeah, interesting. And you know what made me think of too that uh, is really interesting, I think, is uh, Japanese, the Japanese culture, it's a big drinking and smoking culture. Mm-hmm. It's a huge drinking culture. I mean, these they call them salary men. These are the, the middle-class um, workers in Japan. And they work 12-hour days. In fact, if you don't fall asleep at your desk, that's actually kind of a faux pas. That means you haven't been working hard enough. Right. So it's, it's a thing. And then you, you, and you fall asleep all the time. Yeah, I do. I do. Well, I, I like to assimilate into the culture that of course. I'm going to. 
back in it. Um, and um, so it's a high stress, really high stress. These people, I mean, it's sometimes they commit suicide. There's so much stress. They smoke everywhere. Like, you know, cigarettes are cheap. Mm-hmm. They're, they could smoke in pretty much any establishment. And they drink, like, every day after work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so you do, have, they, do they binge drink or do they just enjoy a cocktail? Uh, it's it's re- a required part of the job to go out after you're done with work. You're not done with work. Then you go out to the bars. Uh-huh. And it's, it's called something in Japanese. But that's really the only time where you and your coworkers are allowed to speak your mind to your okay. boss. But, I mean, are they – because, like, in America – They binge drink. They binge They do? Drink. Yeah. That's interesting. They binge drink. Every day? Uh, there's, there's a lot of, I see a lot more binge drinking there than I do. It's amazing that they, that they are, are so healthy as a whole. Out of, out of the 27 industrialized countries in the world, America is last, last in terms of health. And it's also interesting, yeah, that's a good point, but it's also interesting the fact that it's not like these people are keeping their bodies pure. I right. mean, they're, they're putting poisons in their bodies, sure. but at, at the base level, they walk everywhere, mm-hmm. and they eat healthy. Right, and that's that's that to bring it back around. That's what I talk. That's the it's the foundation of what I talk about mm-hmm. is eighty percent. Right, you eat eighty percent healthy, or and and you can fuck off the other twenty percent of the time, and you'll still be good. Yep. So you can eat eighty percent healthy and clean, and you can still go out and binge drink, or you know. I, I'm not going to condone it, but you smoke cigarettes or whatever your vice is. Mm-hmm. And as long as your vice isn't fatty foods every day. Exactly. As long as you are 80% healthy, the other 20% is okay. And not, by and, large, and not 80% healthy five days of the week. Right. 80% healthy every day. Yeah. 80% of your life needs to be healthy. I mean, there are no gyms there. Like gyms are very rare to come by and they're very expensive. These people, they're not really working out. They have been getting into like running a lot. You right. see a lot more runners there. But most of the time, it's just instead of you know dri- driving the four miles down the road, they'll walk it. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine explaining a gym to like a third world country? It's like, oh, we people in America go to these places and move heavy objects around. Mm-hmm. For They actually pay to go do this yeah. because they can't get enough exercise in their daily life. Yeah, exactly. It's it's preposterous yeah, if you yeah. think about it. We have to go to like a Thunderdome style arena where we just like pick up heavy objects we've, and stuff we've like really, that. We've really jumped the shark in terms of everything is so accessible to us and we have public transportation and we have cars. We're so gluttonous as a whole that we need certain things in order to keep us healthy. We, we have to go to the gym in order to build muscle because the majority of us are stagnant through our daily lives. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We have to go to the grocery store and choose to eat like calorically deficient, nutrient-dense things. Otherwise, we'll get too fat. Right, right. It's the, it's the exact opposite of how humans were made to be. We were made to be walking all day, to be lifting heavy things all day, to be eating calorically deficient things 90% of the time until we found a mammoth to kill. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like... Is well, how we're living now is the exact opposite of how nature intended, which is why we have the onset of things like type two diabetes and gout and cancer and Alzheimer's and all these things that can be prevented by leading an eighty percent healthy life. Right. Well, and you know what's interesting about um, Japan is uh, they are not they're not a vegan culture. 
Right. Um, but, you know, one of the things that I like about your approach to health and, like, the road towards, a pl- like, a complete... I know if you had your druthers, everyone would just be a complete plant-based, plant-based diet. Right. Not only just because it'd make you feel better, but you've also discovered the the economic, the global, right. the environmental right. uh, aspects of that. But it's supply and demand. Even if people sure. cut down their meat by 80%, that would be 80% less cattle troughs. That would be 80% less Even methane. Even if you cut it down 5%. Methane in the air and any, stuff like that. Any you know? amount of improvement is that amount of improvement in the in the world. So what the Japanese... The, I think vegans can have a hard time when visiting Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, because there's it is getting better. I do know like two Japanese vegans, and they say it can be a little difficult. They say it's much easier in the States. Uh, one of the things that... Because it, they don't need... Sorry to interrupt yeah. you, but they don't. It, it's not something that had to be developed yeah. there. It, it, it didn't. They didn't redline themselves. Right. At the point in where the they states, had to go we, the we fucked ourselves so hard in one direction, we have to go so hard in the other direction to to correct it. Right. In Japan, they've just kept this nice median line. Yep. You know what's what's really funny is um, they have these such small portions, mm-hmm. and it's well balanced. Lots of colors. Lots of very. Right. Be like pickled radishes. Pickled plums, as you discovered. I love pickled plums. <laughs> uh, rice. Um, they'll have you know um, some kind of vegetables. They're they're not so great on leafy greens. It's kind of hard to find leafy greens there, like a plethora of those. But even their meat, they give you a little piece of meat, mm-hmm. and it's fatty. Like you go to a grocery store, their meat's all fatty right. because they like it because it tastes good, right. and they don't eat very much of it, so mm-hmm. they can afford to throw fatty meat on the shelf sure. and consume it because they're only eating like. A piece, right? Tiny like a little, little bit. sliver of right. meat with their, and oftentimes it's fish, right? You know, um, so that is it's fascinating to me about like just like just a little bit of you know, and I think that goes to what you talked about. You talk about with your clients about like, listen, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going from zero to three sixty, right? What I'm not going to cut out, yeah, uh, yeah, one eighty. <laughs> I like to go all the way back around, um, and it's so sometimes for them it's like. I, I gotta have that. Mm-hmm. I gotta taste that flesh, right. you know. And right. so it's like, okay, well, it's not about like having maybe meat one, like a big me- uh, meal of meat two times a week as opposed to seven times a week. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's about having a little piece of meat more often. More often, right. you know, uh, just to just to trick your mind into kind of like, oh, you're still doing what you want. Right. You're still giving your body what you want. But Japanese do a really good job of that. So before, I mean. What are we at here? 37 minutes. So I want, I want to talk about one more thing before we wrap it up. Um, and that is you, you travel a lot and you mm-hmm. went in, when you were this past year, you went to South Korea. Um, Germany. since you've been back, you, yeah, Oh, you went to Germany. That's right. Um, you went to Vegas last weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, where else is that where you've gone since you've been going? Vegas, I'm going to New York. So, I, so typically when I travel places, we're talking between like 15 to 30 hours of travel time. Right. So, so my question is, how hard, because there are people who listen and people have asked me that they want to travel, but they're scared to because they don't know what they're going to be able to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, was it hard for you to find healthy options in Vegas, in South Korea, in Germany, um, so that you didn't you know, make poor decisions? Um. To be truthful, it is. It is a little difficult at first. Mm-hmm. You have to be prepared for that. It does help to do a little bit of research. Um, would be the key thing I, I would say. Uh, in like for example, in Japan, you can't custom order order your your meals. You can't say I want this, but I don't want eggs on it. Mm-hmm. They don't do that. Okay. What you, what's on the menu is what you get. Gotcha. So that's really important to know for like a country like 
Japan. Right. When I went to Germany, it's again, we're going back to those big proportions of things. But you can do a little customizing. You could say, can you like, you know, keep, and they speak more English. Mm -hmm. So you can say, does this sauce have, you know, dairy in it? And they'll be able to answer those questions. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say the more exotic uh, and the less European the country is, the more research you're probably going to want to do into it. Were you able to eat healthy when you traveled? Yes, okay. I was able to eat healthy when I traveled, but at, it becomes like sometimes you might have to find like one or two things that you can you can eat because um, they're everywhere. Mm -hmm. And then when you get more time, like when you're like when you're deciding what restaurant you want to go to for the evening, then you can kind of you know pick and choose. But sometimes you just need to put energy in your body quickly, so it happen it helps sure. to have like a few go tos mm -hmm. um, on in your your plans. So. When you, you just you mentioned you know preparing yourself um, there is a resource that I wanted to give out and it's through PETA PETA I'm not a huge fan of um, but it's it's PETA.org slash living slash food slash chain hyphen restaurants and it is how to eat plant-based um, if you have to eat fast food if you or not necessarily fast food but chain food Got chain it. restaurants um, now keep in mind these these this is not necessarily whole foods but uh, these will save you from eating animal products if you decide to ditch the animal products and there's a list of probably 50 at least 50 different restaurants here um, and it Taco gives Taco Bell's your pizza huts and stuff like that exactly I mean yeah. Baskin, Ro Baskin Robbins okay. Buffalo Wild Wings, Wings we were just talking about earlier and all of these other countries in the world they have those chains now right so you know? in a pinch if you if you need to, you'll be able to eat something that falls in line with your dietary preferences. Now, again, I want to make it clear, you know, if you're going to um, Jack in the Box, and it says here Jack in the Box is black beans, potato wedges, seasoned curly fries, and breakfast blueberry muffin oatmeal are all vegan. Not synonymous with healthy, necessarily, but they are vegan. Um, but there are items like at IHOP, you can get the fresh fruit. Or the sautéed spinach. There are whole food, plant-based options. Mm -hmm. Just depends on where you go. But to make it uh, more clear and simple, there are options no matter where you go. If Travis can live in rural Japan and there's a KFC next door, then there's going to be, like you said, there's a McDonald's, there's fast food wherever you go in the world. Mm -hmm. uh, there will be options. And I was asking to that too. When it comes to traveling, um, you know, part of traveling is the adventure. Mm -hmm. And I, I would I would suggest, like at least for me, it, unless you are like, it, unless it's there's a super moral compass where you're just like, I if I put anything that has come from an animal in my mouth, mm -hmm. then I I feel shitty about my life and who I am as a person. A lot of times, especially in the more exotic countries, people are going to hand you things to try. Mm -hmm. They're not going to speak your language. Um, and it's a bonding moment. Um, so unless it's something where like, if I found out that this was this like, you know, baby dolphin, <laughs> I say go for the experience and forgive yourself if, you know, like ignorance is bliss well, sometimes. I don't know, I know well, this is probably- think, No, well, I think, that. I mean, I've been, I haven't had animal products in what's almost six years. Yeah. Um, but I, we, you and I have discussed this. The only time that I think I would eat something like that would be if it was like super exotic, um, and like you like you're saying, it. somebody's handing me something for a bonding moment. I've never had it before, but I still don't know because I think I'd feel guilty. But like if some, if I was like you know in what uh, like Vietnam, and they handed me like a, a crickets on a stick. 
mm-hmm. I don't know what I would do. Right. Because I don't know how I feel about crickets in right. terms of the ethic. Because I, because yeah. you know, I went down the rabbit hole. I went for health, sure. and then I got went to vegan. So I don't know what I would do. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're not going to understand that in rural Vietnam. Right. It's gonna, it, they're going to see it as, as an like, insult. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, I don't know. That's I don't, interesting. It's, it's that would be an interesting um, uh, conversation for a later podcast. Is, yeah. Is the... Well, yeah, what would the listeners do? If somebody... If yeah. you were, you know, in a, in a bazaar traveling around the world and somebody handed you scorpions or, you know, cobra meat or something... Or anything that you suspected might be flesh. Right. Anything that's not whole food plant-based. Would you, would you eat it? Would you feel guilty? Would it would it knock you off the wagon? Mm-hmm. Um, and if you didn't, what would you say? Would you feel guilty for not taking it? You know what I mean? These are all these are all the intricate intricacies of being whole food plant based around the world. Because you're in America, it's difficult enough to explain that in English right. to someone like what that means. Like grandpa never got in, it. in like you know Russian. Yeah, I mean I'll, I'll explain to. You know, other Americans, I don't eat animal products. I'm like, wait, so do you eat eggs? It's like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> so I wonder how that would... That's an interesting question. But you eat fish, right? No. That's a very interesting question. <laughs> yeah. How do, how would go about doing that? Something to ponder. And on that note, any questions, comments, concerns, email ryan at mainlyplants.com. Uh, check out the Comic Exposure podcast. Especially in that coming week, because we're going to have good old Ryan oh, that's right. we're coming be on, on there. On. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's comicexposure.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're on social media. Uh, the podcast is free on iTunes. Yep. Get um, on there, listen to it, rate and review us. Especially if you're a nerd. Yeah. Um, and uh, anything else that you wanted to, any, anything else coming up for you? Is that it? No, that's it. I, I Thanks for having me on. It's always a pleasure. I can always talk like two hours on this. Oh, yeah. Like, it's hard to, I mean, once you get me talking about plant-based stuff, it's Well, hard just fitness in general. Like, Ryan and I can sit and talk about like, stuff like, for like hours, and I'm always learning something new. Like, what is that? Right. Yeah. Huh. And we've had some great workouts this week. Yeah, yeah. Get a workout. Get a swole mate. Yeah. Or hire Ryan to be a personal trainer. Um, So, with that being said, until next week, go eat a salad.